And I didn't put those two together until I started interviewing people, having this conversation. I was like, oh, shit, this is the same thing, but in a more holistic environment. And it's and I started to see the power of it. And to answer your question, it's like that has kind of evolved as time went on. Like when I started the podcast, I didn't expect like it was going to be like this big thing down the road and it was going to be everything. I just wanted to do it because it felt right at the time. That was the voice of Lance Isios. Lance is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and transformational coach. As the host of the top-rated podcast, University of Adversity, he motivates hundreds of thousands of listeners to turn their darkest days into their greatest motivators. With over 400 interviews featuring renowned individuals worldwide, Lance captivates audiences with diverse perspectives. As the founder of Mike Up Media, he empowers founders and visionary leaders to grow their businesses, brands, and networks through powerful storytelling and podcast interview bookings. Lance's impactful work has touched the lives of many, guiding them towards personal growth, empowerment, and success. We really enjoyed this conversation with Lance. We went off topic a little bit from the world of podcasting and got pretty deep a couple of times. Definitely had to hold ourselves back from going too deep, uh, and we probably could have talked with Lance for hours. There's a lot of good stuff in here, and um, I think it's a good resource for any coach who's wanting to learn how to make a successful uh, podcast, as Lance has you know, over 400 interviews, and has even had people like Grant Cardone on his show, which he actually talks about in this episode as to how he did that. As always, if you know somebody who might get something of value from this show, please pass it along. Enjoy. Okay, so Lance, how are you doing today? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing pretty good. Happy, really happy to be doing this. Um, I really like your message. Thank you. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, I kind of like to start things off with like a little icebreaker. And Celine and I love traveling. I don't know if you love traveling, but where is the most beautiful place you've ever traveled? Oh, the most beautiful. Put you right on the spot. <laughs> um. Well, I lived in Australia for five years. Okay. So I got to cool. say that, you know, in Bali, I don't know. That's a tough, I would say the most interesting place that I've been would have been Israel. Oh, but, cool. Oh, but so the most, bad. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. But like the most beautiful, ooh, that's tough because it really depends on the beaches. So well, interesting <laughs> is a cool, is a, is a probably a better question. I, I, yeah. What did you, what did you find interesting about Israel? Well, Everything. Well, I I went there for a wedding with my one of my ex-girlfriends from a few years ago and I just had this perception of what it would be like. I was kind of like nervous to go there. There's just a lot of news around it being dangerous mm-hmm. and whatever. You know the perception we have of these places. And then I went there and I was just blown away by just how awesome people are and just how much like vibe there is cafes and restaurants people are all out on the sidewalks that's not what you imagine when you think of israel is it no and it was just there's so much history there too yeah and Mm -hmm. you know it was it was just like this place can't believe i like you know just mind-blowing how cool it was so oh my god i bet nice yeah and it's funny about traveling because it's it seems to be it's never what you think you go there and it's a whole other thing you know? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can read yeah. about it and you can you can watch stuff or you hear what people say. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I I know that we Celine's from Italy, so yeah, um, she's here on she's here in Canada on a visa, and we uh, I went to Italy for the first time. I crossed the sea for the first time. 
I was terrified of flying, like absolutely petrified. And we just did it. Um, talk about facing adversity. I had like a like a massive, massive phobia of flying for for like 13 years after a, like a really bad flying experience. I used to fly all the time when I was young. Mm-hmm. And we just uh, we just conquered that shit. We just like booked a flight and just went and, um, you know, it wasn't nearly as scary as I thought. Um, although I kind of feel like I, I, I kind of feel like I don't even have memories of the actual trip. Cause I feel like I just like kind of zoned out and just did what completely. I needed to do like one foot in front of the other and just get there. And, uh, I got there and it, you know, I knew it was going to change my life and it did. And, but man, Italy is same kind of thing, like cafes and people just kind of walking slow and, um, yeah, it was a it's a really really amazing place to be. Northern Italy, so yeah, that's where I, where dif- I'm from. Different than different than um, south, according to Selena. We didn't go south, but north is very very cool. Just trust me on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Italy yeah. is. I I was there back in the day. I was back in there. I was there in '06, and I went to where to go Rome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then Venice, and then we went down to to Naples and to Pompeii. Nice. Cool. Really nice. Yeah. Really I got want to so go to fat. I got so fat from eating so much pizza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like, that's this pizza. I was like, this pizza is not what I expected, but it was so awesome. Yeah, it's a <laughs> different type of dish. It's just fresh ingredients. It's not like the American style pizza or you get in Canada. It's just like you know, dough, sauce, and what is it, basil on there? Yeah, it was just yeah, I don't know. simple. Aww, yeah, I miss it. A um. Yeah, I do too. We're gonna we're going back pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but anyways, podcast stuff. So um, <laughs> the the most interesting thing, obviously, like you've got your book, and I checked that out on Amazon, um, which we'll obviously link below as well. Um, but your whole message is overcoming adversity. Obviously, tough times. Um, there's there's a range of things that can happen in people's lives that create all kinds of disarray. Um, I know that everybody knows that. And there's also a lot of ways that people overcome stuff like that. There's all sorts of um, messages on how you can come out of that. And so I w- I'm wondering, just before we get into how you've built such such a uh, fantastic podcast and I've been so consistent over there, I want to just know like what, what in your words, are, are you trying to do with your work? Yeah, that's yeah, a good question. I, um, yeah, man, I just, I want to make global impact the best I can with my abilities, you know, um, I just, one of the things that I think is very important that I talk about and I coach about and I speak about a lot is, you know, finding what that potential is for you, your, your, your purpose and, and actually understanding what that feeling is when you want, there's something that is greater than what you're doing. And I always knew that you know, I started out being a hockey player and then I, I worked all kinds of jobs, got into like the bar and restaurant industry, did that for years. It was great. I learned a lot from those, but then I always knew that there was something that I was supposed to do that was like deeper and more purposeful. And during that time, I went through a lot of different struggles, a lot of loss, a lot of different shit came up over the, you know, like anybody does. But I always knew that there was something that I was meant to do. And that's kind of what I've been honing in and like kind of carving out is getting clearer on what that is long term 
And when I started the podcast, it was just something that I felt that I really, really needed to do. I'd been listening to podcasts for years and it was the best uh, medium for getting information for me. I enjoy, I've been listening to Joe Rogan since 2011. I was listening to <laughs> podcasts before people even like knew what they were. I'd like explain what they were and they're like, what is, what is it? Pod what? Mm. It's still a weird name podcast. It's still <laughs> a weird thing. But like, and then, so I, I, at the time of my life needed inspiration, you know, and that's what I looked for. And I thought, why not provide what worked for me? You know, I love stories of people overcoming things and turning them into amazing achievements or whatever. And when I started University of Adversity, it was just like, I wanted a way to share my story and build my network and connections and all that. And the best way that I knew how was like through inspiration mm -hmm. and through sharing my story. And as I started to like, as I started to bring awesome people on, I started to realize that I had a gift for, for conversations. And that was not, it came overnight, but it was that I built that from working years in the bar industry, like having to have awkward conversations with people mm -hmm. that were summon you up thinking that they're better than you. And, and I'm like, I would make it my mission to like crack them. And like, by the end of the night, they'd be, they'd look at you differently, you know? And I didn't put those two together until I started interviewing people, having these conversations. I was like, oh shit, this is the same thing, but in a more holistic environment. And it's, and I started to see the power of it. And to answer your question, it's like, that has kind of evolved as time went on. Like when I started the podcast, I didn't expect like it was going to be like this big thing down the road and it was going to be everything. I just wanted to do it because it felt right at the time. And I guess as I started to do that, there was other opportunities that came out. And I guess for, for the big picture is like, I just... I want to use my gifts and that I was given to the best of my abilities for the long answer to your question and figure out how to like really hone those in the best that I can and hopefully inspire other people to do the same. And I think that's how we change the world is by people like really listening to that call for themselves, figuring out what that is. And then it gives other people permission when they see you doing something that is true to you and then it inspires them to want to do it so that's kind of that's kind of why i do what i do is to just make that impact on people's lives mm -hmm. yeah yeah i definitely think that like writing a book and also having a podcast like that is is the main way to influence as ma or help as many people as possible because if i think about myself i've read I've read so many books and I've listened to podcasts that truly have changed my life. Like no joke, like completely changed my perspective on different things. So it's really great. Yeah, it's powerful. It's yeah. And it's it's the new media now. Like it's that's just this is this is the thing to be doing. And mm -hmm. you can yeah, I mean I can't imagine the world without it, to be honest. Yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, like I, I listen at the gym. I listen whenever my, my like body is busy, but my head is not. That's like the perfect time to be learning something. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, 
but yeah, that's that's funny what you said about hockey because I like I know I, I, not like I play or anything, but I have quite a few friends who um, were hockey players, and for one reason or another, they didn't end up being able to do it professionally. And uh, this thing that sort of defined them for their entire lives that like was so embedded in their oh, yeah. their families and like also their relationship with their dad like is all wrapped up in hockey and all these things and and then suddenly there's no more hockey because there's just no way to to do it at the level that they were doing it before and there's no like system set up and uh, I now those people are are I would say where you were they're just in a bit of a and like an open kind of field with without any sense of kind of which way to to direct their attention um but I like I do think um I do think it's cool. the The reason why you started your podcast was um, for sounds like pr- pretty, pretty, um, pretty much that you 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 weren't looking to to necessarily like generate any revenue from it or become a massive success, but mainly like you felt that there was something um, that you had in your head that you wanted to say, and the podcast was just a space for you to start talking and kind of experimenting and exploring ideas with people um but as a as it happens with with a lot of people who um start doing something for the for reasons just like that it sounds like you became hyper successful and now if i look at you on online uh it's very impressive like i um you've your podcast has 400 episodes um you've been going since 2018 2019 yeah, December 2018. 2018, yeah. yeah. Um, so for like to to get into a bit more like a bit more um, like on the ground stuff about podcasting, um, how have you managed to do uh, episodes consistently for a long time, staying inspired? What happens when you get into a rut? Everybody gets into ruts. Like it's been four years. You must have had a couple times where it was getting a bit stale and, and, or maybe not. And then if you did though, how did you reignite the fire? Like, how have you stayed with this with so much passion for so long? Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything, man. You go your highs and your lows. Um, yeah. When I started, I honestly went into this. I didn't give a shit about anything, but doing it. I was like, I just, I had no, and look, if I could go back and change things now, I know I would do things, I would be smarter, but I was very naive and I just wanted to do it. I was just like, I don't care about making money from it. I just want to have conversations with people, deep conversations about things I care about. That's it. That's all I cared about. Like, and then I realized I was like, well, you're really not making the most of this if you really wanted to, you know, people were telling me and they've been telling me that for years that I probably haven't totally monetized it to its full capacity mm, but interesting particularly in the beginning you know and i think for all the new pod- podcasters things have changed a lot but still i think everybody has this idea that you're going to be like joe rogan overnight and if you're not you think that you suck mm-hmm. and the reality is people won't listen at first mm-hmm. There, there, you have to build that trust. You have to show up consistently over and over and over again. Because if you, you wouldn't believe how many podcasts have started and stopped since I got into 
Oh like, God, oh, we yeah. know. <laughs> people that I have that were like, you know, I would look at as above me, great guests, and they just stop. Yep. Stop, 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 stop. And, or it's like a constant rebrand. It's like a new title all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I, there's been lows where I, I wonder, does anybody give a shit? You know, does anybody, and then whenever I think that I'll get like the most amazing review and I'm like, or somebody will send me a DM and be like, that, that episode really impacted me. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's not about me. It's about like, you got to get out of it being about me mm-hmm. and about people. Yeah. And the reality is when you're looked at as a leader, you don't get a lot of feedback because people see you as knowing your shit. And I Already. think what I struggled with was like, oh, where's my feedback? I don't get a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just kind of the way it is, you yeah. know? And so I when I started, I hired a team to help me start it. And back then it was a lot harder to do podcasts than it is now. Oh, for sure. And yeah, that- um it was I just said, I don't care what it takes. Just get me this thing going. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I was like, wow, this is this is powerful. So then I started my own company, which is originally a production company. And I wanted to provide kind of like a full done-for-you service for people where they could just show up and do it, right? Mm-hmm. But there were so many problems with that. And I realized that I was spending so much time doing that. And that really wasn't what I really loved to do. Because mm-hmm. I was talking on like podcasts about personal development and growth. Yet mm-hmm. I was, my company was like, you know, I was talking about, you know, the vehicle of podcasts, which I love, but a lot of the day-to-day stuff, I just, it doesn't really light me up. Yeah. And it was just, it was tough. And, and you know, it, and then we eventually switched. I, I decided to kind of get into more of podcast booking because- getting people placed on shows because I had done it with mine. I was good at it. I'd built a great network. People trust me when I send them somebody mm-hmm. that they're, you know, and, and that is where I paid attention for me. The demand was coming from mm-hmm. people were asking me and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And so to answer your question, I had a team to help me with my show, right? I had a team. I didn't do it myself. Yeah. So that obviously was an advantage for me. Not everybody has that. So that, uh, but but here's here's what I would say to somebody if they really care about this thing. I would say that it's important to hire whoever you need to do. You guys or whoever that does it, to, so that you get this thing done. Because yeah. it's a long term play. You can't expect. Just like a business, if you don't plan on doing it for like three to five years, I, I say don't even bother because of course, especially now, there's so many people and there's still, we haven't even tapped into the, the amount of podcasts that, no. that are going to be. But like anything, people have an unrealistic expectation and then they just, they don't have a plan. They don't have a why. They don't have a content strategy. And then yeah. what happens when when shit hits the fan? The first thing to go is their podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah, of course, it's it's important to have somebody that can help you with that stuff. If mm-hmm. it if it's very important, and just to know that it's going to be, it's a long term thing. It's it's a it's a long term. It's the 
for me, it was the best, not only the best personal development tool I've ever had, but second, the best trust building thing yeah. that you can create. Yeah, that's what we tell yeah, people. Yeah, personal personal right? development, right? Because you're 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 learning from your guests all the time. You're yeah, also and every, every single guest. It's like you know when I have a big name, like I I use Grant Cardone for instance. When I had mm-hmm. him on my show, like I you had, had Grant level, Cardone on your show. He, yeah, I've had I've had him. I've had Dean Graziosi. I've had lots of these these guys. Wow, I did I didn't I did not see that. I I scrolled yeah, through well, a bunch no, of your well, episodes, but that's that's, right. that's I mean, fantastic. There's yeah, lots. thanks. But there's but a lot of episodes. Like, yeah. <laughs> the the reason I say it's personal development is because like for me to feel like I'm worthy of a seat at the table with Grant Cardone, I have to elevate my game, right? Really? I have to get out of my head and into that space that's like my heart where I'm like, I belong here, right? Yeah. And I had to, and it's not from a place of fake it till you make it. It's just like understanding my value and understanding that I just got to connect with this guy. Like the key is the right. connection, something connect quick so you can break that barrier and then you could see them they trust you and they want to share things with you they mm-hmm. don't it's an awkward conversation so yeah that's about building rapport quick with somebody and and for me i got very good at figuring out what that was right and that right there you it's not something somebody taught me or i was prepared for it was like okay you you got to level up because in order to get the real juicy stuff they got to really want to talk to you and that yeah. takes a level of mental preparation and physical every you know state change i got to be on my game so you do that long enough over and over and over again yeah man you become a better person you become stronger yeah, you become course. you feel like you belong there that starts to build the confidence right so mm-hmm. that's why people don't realize that like what they're what they're signing up for that's the beautiful lesson that you learn is like it's going to challenge you and it's going to yeah. be it's going to help you elevate your game all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool perspective. I uh we don't we don't kind of hear about that a whole lot. Um I'm curious as to uh if you would mind sharing like how how do you go about getting somebody like Grant Cardone on a podcast? Well. Oh. <laughs> like was it a cold DM or or well, this was what year was this was 2019. I got him and Elena on. So him and Jordan Belfort, do you know Jordan Belfort? Yeah, totally. So they were they they had a really awkward podcast interview. <laughs> Grant went on the Wolf's Den and it was just like it was just brutal. Mm-hmm. And then I tagged them both on a story and I did like some funny thing, boxing gloves or something. <laughs> I was like I, I did some sort of thing and then Grant responded. He laughed or something, and then immediately, I took that chance. Yeah, to get. I was like, "Hey, I lucked out on the podcast." Boom. He's like, "Let's do it." I was like, "Fuck!" I screenshotted it, and then I find I got the, I, I found the email and I just hammered them with the email. And I was like, "This is what he said. He said he's coming on." And I just <laughs> followed up and followed up, and then finally I got it. So, and and That's to awesome. be honest, when when he came on the show, he was like, "Oh, I didn't even know I had a podcast today." I was like, ah. <laughs> so, but we had a great, we had a great conversation and it's one, it was one of my favorites because he was just cool. He's like, you coming to 10 X, make sure you come to 10 X. That's cool, like, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, this is, this is one of, this is, you know, this was one of my favorite ones where he said something at the end. So I was like, maybe he says it to everybody, but at the time that was cool to hear. And well, it's uh, hard if, if you feel like he, if, 
you feel like he he forgot that he even had an interview with you, then he kind of starts starts it off maybe feeling a little bit unimportant, and so kind of like overcoming that is what you were talking about. Like you you have yes. to know you have to know that um, that your ideas are 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 worthy of of anybody at any level, and um, yeah, like it's cool because I guess podcasting is a way that you can experiment with all of your ideas and hone your hone your words and your tongue and and improve all of that. And um, that's maybe a it's maybe not so easy to uh, to do that as much anymore because with all of the like virtual stuff, um, sometimes like you can go quite a while without having conversations with people with how much uh, um, like how many emails and and all all that kind of stuff you're doing. It's um, but here's like a good way to like, you know, make sure that you sit down and like have coffee with somebody and, um, keep those conversations going. So, yeah, yeah. I, um, it's, it's interesting because podcasting is like that gray area where like, like even Alex Hormozzi said he hired Grant Cardone for like $20,000 an hour, 50,000, like, you know what I mean? And like, because I, was able to have him in a podcast setting. I essentially got a coaching call for free. For you know free, what I'm man. So yeah. it's like, and I've had that with a bunch of them. And yeah. look, it, it's getting harder now because there's more and more podcasts, but mm-hmm. you just have to be thoughtful with your approach. You just have to be persistent and thoughtful. That's all. You got to mm-hmm. think outside the box. And yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like it's just interesting because a lot of times you won't get to have these conversations Someone's like, hey, want to hop on a Zoom? No. No, that's what I said. It's like, why? <laughs> like, you'd be like, no, like, I'm pretty busy. I, I don't really oh, want to hop on a Zoom. We've um, talked to people as well that we wouldn't have talked to otherwise at all. Like, yeah. 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 And for the, for the listeners out there, um, you people will ask you, especially when you're getting started, oh, well, what are your, with, with Dean Graziosi, this is a good tip. It's like, they'll ask for your downloads. Right. And they'll ask a bunch of stuff. And what I would say is stack everything that you have. And you don't, you just don't mention, you don't have to necessarily you, you, you say, oh, we're on an upward growth. Like you, 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 what I would do is stack everything we did have. We got featured in a couple of things. Yeah. We had this many people always leverage, leverage we've had. That's why it's mm-hmm. important. Be like, mm-hmm. cause then yeah. they're like, okay, cool. Oh, and then, you know, at the time our, ours was featured in a couple different publications. Okay, cool. And then it's like, well, we're on an up, upward trajectory. You know, you just leave out, you don't have to like necessarily tell the exact thing. You just leave out unnecessary things to like paint the picture that you're doing well. Because <laughs> yeah. nowadays too, people can really mess with the numbers and, and like, oh, yeah, oh I have can. this many downloads and it's yeah. like. No, you probably hired somebody. You can go on Instagram and buy fifty thousand followers for hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, like it's a, it's it's become stupid. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I don't even like if somebody asks me for that, I'll, I'll be like, I'll I'll st- say see it up. Well, all mine are real, so mm-hmm. you know it doesn't really matter because I could easily say the opposite. And it's right. just I think now it's about looking at the show and like just the integrity. How long has it been around? Like. Dude, how long has it been mean? around is a big one man like yeah you, oh my that's God, uh yes. i honestly i mean maybe this just comes from being like a podcast production like in on the background and stuff but but we know the stats of how many podcasts stop like 
Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the stats are ridiculous. I, literally 99% of podcasts don't make it past episode 20. So there's a, there's a million podcasts, right? Or 2 million podcasts. Yeah. But 99% of those don't make it past 20 episodes. Yeah. So that leaves you with about 20,000 episodes or 20,000 active podcasts. So Why do you, you guys some, think that is? Why do you think what's the main reason? It's, it's, in your it's well, it's exactly what you said. Now, first of all, like when you work with us, when you work with a company like us, um, so there's, there's obviously a lot of like, um, singular podcast producers who will do the audio for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the part that I found at, at the beginning, I was just doing audio and then I realized there's a lot more than just audio that goes into this. We need something to share. Okay. Well now I'm going to make some content. Okay. Well, we also need to like post this thing. Well, now we're going to do the uploading and all that. And you, you start stacking on more and more pieces and you realize that running a podcast is actually probably the same thing as running a small business. And unless you want to run your business by yourself, um, I mean, you can go for it, but, Mm -hmm. um, just like you would want to, you know, outsource work so that you have more space in your mind. Um, especially because most people who are coming into the podcasting industry don't come from audio backgrounds. So, um, hiring a company is not like, it's not cheap, right? So right up front, it's this big investment. And so people say, you know, I'm just going to go do it myself. Mm-hmm. You start doing it yourself and you realize each episode is going to take you, if you want to do it the way that you want it to sound and the way you want it to look and you want some content from it as well and you want to post something on your LinkedIn and all these things, like you're coming, you're, you're coming up to like, you know, it can be five, six, it can be eight hours per episode. We know lots of people who spend eight hours per episode. Um, and people also don't, they don't see it as integral to their business. They see it as a hobby or yeah. a side, a side element of their business. And I think in order for a podcast to remain consistent over a long period of time, uh, first of all, if they're doing it for their business, they need to make sure that they're in the right industry to be podcasting. Like I wouldn't recommend that somebody start spending two grand a month on their podcast if they're, you know, like a, a fisherman supply store or something, you know what I mean? Like, but you if you're know. a realtor, maybe it works. Well, you do never know. But it, yeah, that's true. But if you're like a real estate agent or you're a coach or you're some type of entrepreneur with or like some type of startup entrepreneur with an interesting story, um, like you said, like it's a bigger picture. It's it's not just your business. It's like who it's your like to be a bit cliche, like it's your it's your legacy. It's evergreen content, hours of you speaking. It's who you are. Um and it might be one of the only ways to actually allow your ideas to pre- to to show themselves in in entirety um that that I can think of because i mean you know you can do talks people do talks and stuff and like live talks and or uh one on one calls and or group calls and even but none of that stuff has the reach that podcasting has and and also you don't sometimes get into the real authenticity, like the deepest parts if you're doing like a live talk or something, because it's a bit more pressure and podcasting is just, uh, yeah, that's a, a long winded answer of why I think people stop though. I think like you said, they, they're not aligned in all aspects of what they're trying to do with it. Sometimes yeah. there's like financial struggles and, uh, like you said, something gets tough, which it always does. Things always get tough. Podcast is the first thing to go. I think they are not, um, they, they first of all don't know why they're doing it. Some people just do it because they think, oh yeah, everybody starts to do it. So I got to do it as well. They don't really have a, a why that is strong enough to push through so that they can push through when it's like 
not that fun sometimes. So they just yeah. they're just not going to be consistent. Then there's people that are that just have problems with consistency in general and and whenever they see that it's a little bit harder that they thought in the beginning, they just stop or they see maybe the first few episodes. Like even the first 10 episodes get only like 10 listens or something like that. They get yeah. like super sad about it and they just stop. They're like, oh yeah, there's no point in this. And people just stop. They're, they don't have a mission. Whereas I think with your story, um, you can really tell that you're somebody that's really consistent with what you're, what you're doing with whatever you're doing. And um, you, you just, you just push through and, and you go with it because you've been doing it for four years. And, and I truly don't know where that comes from in people. Like what gives people the ability to push through when it's hard, but yeah, a lot of people just can't do it. I mean, they don't, it's not that they can't, they, they, they probably well, that's can. like your whole, your yeah, whole life, your whole message. <laughs> how do you push through and it's hard? Yeah. You yeah. Just, it's, it's, uh, I'm just stubborn too. And I just won't quit. I will not yes. quit no matter when what. Did, when did things start actually becoming, um, like when, when did you start thinking, oh man, like this is, this is doing something for me at what episode mark roughly like, yeah, it, things Things came pretty quick. I started because I was at a real interesting time mm-hmm. where I was just getting sent people um, and just, I don't know, there was just a time there where I was landing all these big names and mm-hmm. um, there was also a time where like that was kind of my mission was to like bring people on the show so that I could become big. But now honestly, like um, I've, I've gotten to the point, I, like, I don't, I'm not a, at a point now where I'm like going to start chasing people to come on the show anymore. Like, I yeah. just don't, I don't know, not to say like, I'm not saying that from an ego place or anything. I just, I realized like humans are humans and I don't care the amount of success you've had. There's still a, a scaring little boy and girl in there. And when you bring them off the pedestal, they're just humans. So for me, I'm like, I don't need, I don't really care about getting these big names just to show, look what I have now. Mm-hmm. Like it's changed. Now I just want like the real story. I really want, obviously having a big following and credibility helps, yeah. but like a lot of those big names that you get, see the same shit over and over and you don't really have like a really good deep conversation. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like, I've just, it's, it's changed but when I started, I was all, I really wanted all the best and the best and the best and the blue checks and the, you know. And did you do all that searching yourself and like, and, and DMing and all that stuff and booking? Yeah. I, I got, I, like I said, I got very, I got very lucky a little bit too. Cause I was getting sent people because people, my brand was strong. You know, we were having people, people wanted to come on the show. People were asking me and, and it's still like that now. And I just... I don't go, yeah, it's, to answer your question, when things started to pick up, I just, it, not a lot of people listened in the beginning, but like I was getting amazing guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this feels really good. Like I didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. yeah. And it does feel good to, to, to do these podcasts. Back to your point, like when, when we were a podcast production company, I had, I think at the, at the time I had about seven or six or seven clients at once. 
every single one of them eventually stopped. Right. Now, for me, I I couldn't explain to them back then how to like the, the foresight because look, they're probably doing better in business than I was. Right. And they just didn't see it as being like the top of your funnel. Like I say now, it's like you got the free ungated content right at the top of your funnel. It's It's like, it's essential. It's like you got your social media content, you got your podcast, and then, you know, the next step is like the gated free content, which is the email. Like, you know, people don't understand. I didn't understand the funnel back then and trying to explain to people. But yeah. people just, even I had like this guy who was a very successful marketer, million, million, makes millions of dollars. He wouldn't even promote his own show. Yeah. And it would be like, I, and then eventually people were quitting during COVID. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. But now I feel like I have an understanding a lot more about why it's important. And um, you guys probably see it all the time, right? Like we were just saying, it's like people don't understand that it's, it is a business investment. And I would say now the best thing is that video content. Like if Absolutely. somebody can have an in-person studio, yeah, that is, and now with you can create videos. Like I create my own reels in like two minutes now for my own videos that I make. Yep. And it's like, boom, you can just, and it's high quality. And now with like Riverside and stuff, you can really get good quality stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And a lot of people also don't realize like the only, the best way to grow your show is to get on other shows that are similar to your audience too, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you got to be putting in that work. You got to be doing it. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you, you can't expect like the people that had a lot of success overnight, like the Rogans, Rogan's a hard worker, man. Like Absolutely. that guy's a savage and he already had a lot of like people, you know, he had a, he he was established. Yeah, he wasn't starting from square one. No, he, yeah, yeah. Pe- people have that's what I would recommend too. It's like I personally wouldn't go and do what I did again. I would yeah. work on my business first. Totally and then have build the, the connections. Yeah, yeah. like I, a, I, yeah. Sorry, continue. Finish that thought. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. I was just like what what I did was I built the podcast first. Right. And then I was like, everything came from that. Yeah. And look, you can do that, but that's yeah. a very risky move. I would like, say build yeah. out your business, do all the things, and then go, all right, now I got this podcast as well. So if you want to learn more about me, you don't really trust me or you don't you want to learn more about my life, go dig into the show and you'll really learn about kind of thing. And right. then it's like, or my company, you know, because people want to know the face behind a company. You oh, can't yeah. just so hide true, behind. Man. We always say that. Hide, you can't just hide behind this like, logo now people <laughs> wanting more transparency right people want to yeah, know like who is this dude like like look at elon elon musk look at his personal brand like he like that just goes to show you man the power of personal brand and like yeah he's getting on shows and all these names they, they realize the power of having that for your brand like totally. this is the this is a personal brand builder this is what mm-hmm. podcasting is i've always said that you know, do you think so. uh, do you think that ev- like every single person who's in the coaching industry should be podcasting? Yeah, I mean, I think so because the the next thing people want to do is, is is well, first of all, they want you; they're learning from you, mm-hmm. right? Like you're giving free coaching, essentially. Of like, I I think it's essential if you're a coach, like. 
I I can't imagine why anybody would not want to have that as an opportunity. But after live. they've after they've done their their business and and figured out what they're trying to do, like you said, yeah. you don't want to put the the carriage or the cart before the horse. Like, yeah, you, you want to have the why and and have the business part established as a coach, I think, and then talking yeah. to it is. Yeah, or if you have if you have the, if you have the money and you're able to mm-hmm. start building that mm-hmm. as like a thing, you know. But for me, like, if I was to go back and start, I would go, oh man, okay. I'm going to make sure that I have some sort of Facebook group or some sort of group to keep oh. people in the beginning to like, like make sure you're, and getting email addresses, like those two things, <laughs> like just keep them in a bucket, you know, make yeah. sure. And you're like nurturing them and start building community. I did a piss poor job at keeping community together. Okay. We threw a summit, university, university summit it was great in 2021, which was, but like all the stuff I've done, I always look back and go, shit, we didn't do the best job at building actual community that I can like see and talk to and interact with. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say is like, if you're especially for, for like a personal development kind of thing or even business, you got to think about the community aspect. That is right. everything. So think everybody's of that saying day that one, day one yeah. should be, that should be, you know, because those people, those people are, they're listening to your show that long content they they like you they they trust yeah. you right mm-hmm. and for sure also youtube essential too so those are things like i um you just i think there's a, a really smart way to do it and there's kind of like a naive way to do it right. and i probably was naive but also i would go after aligned companies or sponsors right off the get go like hey Sorry, you would, you would do yeah. it? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I would I would pitch. What I would do is like, especially if you're maybe an established coach or you got like something and you yeah. say, I'm starting a show. You know, if you can paint a picture of what you're going to do with the show and it's a big right. vision and passion, you know, these companies may want to get behind you even if you don't have any listeners yet. It's almost- Yeah, that's, that's almost, great advice. Yeah. It's almost better in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. So th- these are the things that, I, I would definitely consider, but when I was starting, I was like, I don't care about any of this. I just want to interview people. I don't care. Well, but to me, like I, to me, I think that, uh, there's a couple ways it can go. Like you can, you can get so caught up in having things be the right way that it may hinder you from ever even oh, starting. But sure. you kind of just said, you know what, like F all that, let me get on the ground and then learn as I'm running. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that, man. I think, uh, I think that's not possible for a lot of people because if you are going to work with a company um which you know might be the right move um you're kind of going to want to have your your ducks in a row before you start spending the money uh Mm -hmm. but hopefully the company will work with you to plan like we do intensive uh like you know goal setting and and learn about the entire business the person the passion everything but otherwise like what you did when you just kind of you just kind of started and and I think I think that was a, a, a good move. Yeah, I know I appreciated it. It ended up, you know, being open so many opportunities, you know. So it's yeah, it's such a blessing. Such a I, blessing. I was wondering like, so you you it says top uh fifty podcasts, right? I I'm wondering like what's where uh like first of all, how did you get that and where where's the 
that information. Sorry, say that. I cut out a little bit there. What was That's the okay. The, your top 50 podcasts, how did you get that that uh, um, achievement? Like, where does oh. that come from? Oh, like on Apple. Yeah, so, I thought so. Oh, on Apple. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. The, there's a, well, yeah, I can give a little tip for all the listeners out there. It's, yeah, it's, do it. <laughs> you know, it's, um, what you want to do is you just, it's about subscribers in a period of time, right? You, you want to get, when you're launching your show, you want to get as many people creating that action, that action you know, at Apple. Like, I, I think too many people spread it out. I just said, look, everybody go to Apple. This is your duty. If you can just do me the, go here, go to Apple and, 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 you know, subscribe, leave a review. Mm-hmm. My understanding, it's what, what pushes the ranking up is the subscribers. I don't okay. know if, if, if the reviews and the reviews are important just for like credibility. I don't know Absolutely. how much impact they have at pushing you up the charts. The reality is the more, the more buzz you have, the more downloads, the more subscribers, the more action you have when your podcast is launched, you are going to go up the charts, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's how it works. And what I, and then what you do is you go on chartable. You guys probably know Chartable, right? You track your, yep. and then you take the screenshot and then you're a top podcast. So the shows that we worked with ended up hitting like top 50 right away because it's not, it's not hard if you have a lot of action in the first few days and you can go up in charts. Like my, my show goes up and down. If I say I spoke at an event last week, a couple of weeks ago, and then I can, t- and then I'll spike, I'll go way up again mm-hmm. That's because cool. there's, yeah. there's action going there. So Apple yeah. has a great a great way of monitoring that. And that's, I love Spotify, but none of not many of my listeners are on Spotify. It's mm, always been Apple. It's always been Apple. And just because like, I don't know. I like, I like how, I just like how it's always operated. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, if you really want that ranking, I think the top one I hit was top 20. I think I hit like 20 in Canada, top 20 in Canada. Once we were featured in, in, I think what there's a publication we were featured in Entrepreneur Summit that just spiked it. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And that was when yeah. I had like some big names. Um, so then, yeah, I just took those screenshots and you just, you want to tell people to just do, do that. Just go there and you can do that in a week. You get, you get 25 people or 10 people go and do that. You're going to rank up. You want to make yeah. sure you screenshot it. And every yeah. time you build that, that's something you can stack. <laughs> as a pitch you know you want to so you want to have that leverage so you got to ask yourself people ask me how do you get these guests what should how do i get people you got to think got to get in their minds you Mm -hmm. have to ask yourself like what can like why do they give a shit yeah why do they care and you got to think about you got to be thoughtful and you got to think like first of all you got to be personal about what their show is find something that you can connect to relate to somebody that you have a common, something like that. Yeah. And then you want to show that, you know, you, well, here we, we're top, you know, we're top 50 podcasts on Apple. We got this person, this person, we're, we're growing, we're consistent, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, there you go. There's your opportunity. And they'll say, sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, so, so keep track of your, keep track of your wins. Yeah. And you want to stack them. Right. And yeah. same with, yeah. And then also keep track of the people that, they're leaving messages like yeah. 
you know, and then, you know, you can save them for later to like, I'll promote your show. Like somebody DMs you, ah, it was great. Or somebody left a review. Keep those things and, and just, you know, show them out to your, on social media to, to promote that people actually care about the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, for sure. All that stuff helps, you know. I didn't even had that where I just start posting testimonials from the show. And then all of a sudden there's a spike because people are, oh, your show must be good. They don't, they don't know about it. It's yeah. interesting how it works. So that's how it you is. rank up. It's not rocket science. You just, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you just got to have a lot of action in a certain period of time, mm-hmm. and that shoots it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Lance, thanks a lot for coming on, man. It's uh, it's like you said, like we're a fairly small podcast, and I shot you a DM and. Um, I just think you're the type of person who, like you said, you just don't really care so much about uh, like status and and numbers and things like that. And so um, I didn't have to tell you anything about the show. I just said, hey, we're trying to help people. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, let's go. So I appreciate that uh, that you dedicate your time like that. It's really cool. Um, And uh, I guess I guess maybe one last thing uh, before we we ask where people can find you. But um, so a, a coach or, or, I mean, anybody, um, who was starting, who was wanting to start a podcast, who's wanting to get into, uh, the industry maybe thinks that it's too late or something like that. Um, what is one piece of advice that you wish that somebody had told you at the start? Well, I would say that anything that is worth doing somebody is going to say that it's saturated or there's too many you're going to if you want to become a doctor there's too many doctors you want to become an athlete there's too many athletes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the way it is and it's like just get clear on what it is you want because no matter what there's going to be lots of people doing things that are great like podcasts and but that doesn't a lot of people are going to quit so keep that in mind if you just keep persistent just like anything, this is nothing new. You just got to believe and keep being persistent and consistent with it. That's that's it. And you're going to have the naysayers. You're going to have the people. And I think podcasting, if you have the, the realistic expectations and you're set up and you just realize that it's part of what I'm going to do for the next three to five years, this is part of the, the business, then you just you just go after it. You just focus on, instead of focusing on everybody else around you, focus on how can I be the best at what I'm doing? How can I improve the quality? How can I be a better interview? How can I create great content? Like use that instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing, worry about yourself and improving. And then you, you, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It really yeah. doesn't. And that's a big that's- lesson that I've learned. Yeah, that's the self that's that's the self improvement thing. Like compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today. And well, um, it, it, yeah, it's ridiculous because it doesn't have any value comparing yourself to other people because nobody's the same. And the yeah. way your message is is somebody needs to hear it exactly the way you do it. And yeah. in order to do that, you need to do that consistently over time. Like anything, there's too many people looking for shortcuts and hacks mm-hmm. for everything. Instead yeah, of man. just going back to the old school of just putting in the time and doing mm-hmm. the the work. Oh, and yeah. eventually it happens. But people have these expectations of this success overnight bullshit thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, it hurts a lot of people because 
They, they, they think that what they're doing isn't value. It doesn't have value, but really it does. It just hasn't been, you haven't done it long enough to get the results that you're expecting. And you think it's, because the outcome brutal, didn't hey? happen, the outcome didn't happen as you expected. So you think it's a failure, which isn't true. Yeah. It's just, you haven't done it long enough. So yeah. oh, 100%. It, it's, it's, it's brutal when you think about how many people could, could have done so many things to change, change the world and, and, yeah. uh, um, don't even start because they get yeah but i think that's like it's like the disease of the time right now that everybody thinks that it just goes you know you go viral on tiktok you make you know everybody thinks there's like it goes overnight and it's um so quick and then they get lazy about it because it didn't happen and they were like oh yeah i'm just gonna quit then after like three days and i'm like wow like Also with yeah. dieting, like with dieting, with with fitness, everybody thinks it just goes overnight. Like in everything, there's this mentality. Like at the gym, oh, I'm a girl. I can't go to the gym. I'm going to get bulky. Sure. You get bulky overnight. Have fun. Yeah. It's like this in everything. It's just bad. Yeah. That's the mentality totally. like everybody has right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just... um it's it's a good lesson in general to just i mean this is a lesson for the whole world in general i think yeah. it's like less less focus on everybody else and use that energy to focus on yourself and the solution and just know that it's going to take time and things things will happen and you have to i mean this is what i talked about on the show is being able to know like when you're in the shit how do you how do you keep going and that's it. It's like it's knowing that your vision and and your beliefs are all possible. You just have to see past the shit in the current situation that's happening. And the best people, the most successful people in the world, that's the only difference. They were able to see when things were hard that this is just temporary and if I keep going and eventually I'll get my break, eventually things happen Mm -hmm. it may not be as i planned but it it will happen and that is really the difference between these successful people and they're not it's the it's the persistence and the resilience of being okay in the shit and embracing it and knowing that this thing that i'm going through is going to be what i'm going to talk about later that's the reality of it oh for sure you're going through something great when you overcome it this is what you could help somebody with there you go yeah for real yeah (laughs) blessing in disguise yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so where do you want people to find you? I just send everybody to Instagram. Sure. Go follow yeah. me on Instagram. It's all there. Podcast. You guys go check out University of Adversity. I'd love if you'd you know, go and listen. Great if you name, feel- by the way. Thank you. And uh <laughs> my book is Mastering Adversity. And it's all there, you know. If you guys feel like it, if you're listening, go leave us a review also review this podcast it's 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 great just to hear the impact and uh yeah that's it all this stuff there if you want to people can apply work with me one-on-one i'm doing um kind of like a, a 90 day reset mind body spirit reset one-on-one coach i'm opening up a few spots so people cool. feel called to you know check it out it's all there instagram i just put it all there and it's links to the website and stuff also yeah we'll we'll link you up in the uh in the show notes too put everything yep. there so yeah thanks again thank you thanks guys this was great